Hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton and I am the host of your show and this show comes to you every Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock right here on AM 590 The Answer. This show is brought to you by an organization called Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org. And uh, we are an organization that existed about 15 years here in Southern California, although we travel all across the United States educating about things like uh, sex trafficking, labor trafficking, social media exploitation, gangs, cartels, money laundering, whatever. Anyway, uh, so it has been an interesting week, I'm sure for you as well as for me. I want to, I'm not really sure where I'm going to go. I have a about a foot and a half of uh, of research that I prepared. I've over-researched for the show today. And uh, I just want to make sure I deal with facts and I, and I paint the right picture. But I want to share with you that my heart breaks for the Israeli people. And I mean that with all my heart. I have been to Israel. I've been to Palestine, as far as that goes. And um, those are very eye-opening experiences. In my previous work, before I retired, I was in international marketing. And then I retired and and, um, began with Million Kids. And and, um, we've been doing this for about 15 years. But in the travel that I have done, I had an opportunity to go throughout Israel and it was an interesting thing. And while we're going to talk about, and I hope to talk about the trafficking of unaccompanied minors that are crossing our Southern border, I promise to get there honestly, but I want to talk a little bit first about the Israeli situation. It is really a unique experience to go into Israel. um, Completely different than anything you think that you're going to experience. I know one of the first things that really got my attention was the West Bank. Now, the previous administration, as well as this one here, has often made an effort to try to get Israel to, um, you know, turn over that 12 uh, 12 miles there. And uh, I can see why they would want to do that, because the West Bank is high up. And it's much higher than Jerusalem. It literally would make an opportunity for people to shoot down at Israel. And Israel has developed very sophisticated weaponry, as we are seeing. Everybody is asking, how on earth could this have happened? Where did it go wrong? Why didn't people uh, take note that this could happen and be prepared? Well, I'm certainly no expert on why and how that is, but what I can tell you is part of it is over the last many years, there's been a lot of uh, push by various governments for Israel to let in Palestinians, uh, peaceful Palestinians, especially into the Gaza area and, and into Israel. And so any time that you do that, you have people walking among you that may not like you. And it it kind of reminds me of where we're at with our open border. Now, people say I'm like crying wolf here, but I have have said this for a very long time. I have watched as various um, nations across the the world uh, have let in a lot of people that are that they don't know who they are. And they don't know what they stand for. 
and it's a it's a real challenge. I remember reading all about the history of um, of Lebanon, and if you have not heard that story, then I highly recommend that you look up the history of Lebanon. Lebanon, most of us did not realize. And by the way, Lebanon um, borders Israel. And Lebanon was a peaceful Christian nation until they began to let in a lot of Syrian refugees. And that's not to disparage all Syrians by any means. But the point was nobody vetted them. Nobody knew who was being let into their country and whether or not they were really going to be there to build up Lebanon. And eventually, so many people crossed over that border and they were even joining the military for Lebanon. And everybody's like, oh, this is wonderful. They're going to support us. Until the day came where the where there was a tipping point, where there was enough Syrian refugees within Lebanon that they took over the, the country of Lebanon. And, uh, and the people were killed. They were shot. One lady, I read a book about her life, was living in a, in a bomb shelter for two years uh, as a teenager and trying to get a grasp on how all this happened. And that, I would suspect, is very much what has happened in Israel. And it makes me think of our own borders because we don't know who's coming in. And we know at least 8 million people in the last maybe three years have come in. And when I look at the photos, I, I can't help but point out to people, and they think I'm a kook, I guess. But I do point out, look at that. You know, yeah, there's some women and children. Then about 70 to 75% of those people are military-age men. Now, that doesn't mean they're bad men. It doesn't. I, I'm not suggesting that they're all bad men. But I am suggesting we don't know who they are, and they are entering our country in a massive number of, of uh, a, a massive quantity, if you will. If 8 million people have come in, let's say we're conservative and only maybe uh, 60% or 70%, that's still 5 million military age people that have entered our country, even if only 10% of them have bad uh, feelings for us. That puts us in a precarious state. Well, back to the story of Israel. My heart really bleeds for all of them. Uh, you know, it's an interesting thing, especially if you're a Christian and have Christian values, to, for instance, go to um, the temple, which is now uh, uh, controlled and is now uh, considered a mosque, uh, controlled by the Arab population. And uh, and then you have the Jewish population there and the Christian population, all like the center of the universe. It's like they found one little point in the universe that everybody claims. And uh, I, I'll just share with you, I, I got a chance to do the uh, Stations of the Cross. And you're, th you're thinking to yourself, you know, this is going to be a, a really solemn spiritual experience. Nothing can be further from the truth. And we weren't even there on any particular holiday for what it was worth, or it was just a, a regular tour thing that we were there on. But what was interesting was it was just the masses of the world population in that very area of Jerusalem that contains the Stations of the Cross, they're selling uh, all kinds of trinkets and they have booze out there and there's all kinds of shoplifting and um, 
pickpocketing going on and you literally have to hang on to each other. I was with my husband and I was hanging on to his uh, belt loops and my cousin was hanging on to my purse and we were hanging on to each other just to get through the massive crowds to get to the stations of the cross. So we did have something of a spiritual experience, but it was more that we survived (laughs) than than what you wanted to be, okay? (laughs) Because you really want to experience this whole thing, but... It is a massive coming together of humanity from all over the world, and they don't all share your values. You know, we have a tendency to be kind of um, Pollyanna of most people are good people, and we just got to find the good in them. I'm going to tell you that we got to quit believing that. There is evil in the world in some places, and we saw that evil this week. And, you know, we cannot go through blindly, even in our own lives, and pretend that all is going to be well if we just let in people. We don't have any idea who they are, what their background is, or what their intent is. And that is really where I want to go with this. You know, a country without borders is not a country. A country without structure and and borders is not a sovereign nation. And it will not be as long as people are coming in from all over the world and we don't know where they are. I'm going to kind of take this into talking about how people who arrive on our soil, some of them are trafficked, some of them are not. But we want to talk about why that is happening and why they are in such danger how you can assist on something like that, and more important, to really understand what is going on when you have an open border. I would tell you that Israel today is going to probably change their entire process of allowing people in that are not vetted. And that is the nature of citizenship and having borders. It isn't that we don't want people here. We want people here who we know who they are and their background, and that's how we protect our nation. This is Opal Singleton. We are up against that break, so I'm going to ask you to stay with us. We'll be right back. Are you tired of eating at the same old restaurants? Let me tell you about a fabulous Italian restaurant we found in Riverside, Mamma Mia's Italian Restaurant. Their caprese salad is exquisite with candied balsamic glaze. All of their sauces are special recipes using only the best olive oils. The salads are fresh and healthy. They offer a wonderful array of pastas, including shrimp scampi, capellini, bolognese, and lasagna. They're famous for their gourmet pizza, and you can order online for takeout or have a special date for dining in with family and friends. Mamma Mia's caters special occasions and hosts private events. You have to try it out. Mamma Mia's Italian Restaurant, located at 10971 Magnolia Avenue in Riverside, one block north of La Sierra on Magnolia. That's Mamma Mia's in Riverside. Be sure to tell Michael, Alex, or Joseph you heard it on AM590, The Answer. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of MillionKids.org. I believe the four most powerful words on earth are, I believe in you. So we created a challenge coin that says, I believe in you on one side and stand tall, you are loved on the other side. This one-of-a-kind challenge coin is a perfect gift for birthdays, anniversaries, graduation, Christmas presents, or just an anytime gift for someone you love. 
What a powerful message for a parent or a grandparent to give to a young person. This two-inch coin is made of polished gold. It's striking to look at, and it is priceless to hold. It is packaged in a beautiful black velvet gift box. What a great way to leave a legacy of love that will last forever. To purchase this coin, go to millionkids.org slash gallery. Each coin is $25. Go to millionkids.org slash gallery to purchase and give a legacy of love. Real estate sales in the Inland Empire are really hot. Sellers and buyers recognize that these low interest rates will not last. Sean and Colleen at Caldwell Banker Armstrong Properties in Riverside are proud to sponsor this show. They are the best in the Inland Empire. They're fair, honest, creative, and they care about you and your situation. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, call Sean and Colleen at 951-529-4066. AM 590, the answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Hopeful Singleton, and we've been talking about the Israeli thing. And uh, I just want to share with you, I mentioned that I have been to Israel, I've been to Jerusalem, I've been to Bethany, and, and uh, I've been to Bethlehem. And uh, I think most Americans aren't aware that Bethlehem is in Palestine. I will tell you that I wasn't aware until I was on a bus on my way to Palestine. And I'm like, what? We're going where? Uh, you know, you just sign up for these tours and go, oh, okay. And uh and it was an interesting uh, situation there because um, we had to leave uh, all the local people from uh, Israel behind. And our bus driver took a group of us into Palestine. And it is a life-changing experience to go there. Uh, they obviously are not fond of Americans. That's written on all their walls. Everywhere you look, every wall is covered with a message of some sort. And uh, they make a real impression on you to be uh, polite. Anyway, uh, I the reason for me going into this before I start talking about what's going on in our own border is I would ask you to pray for the people in Bethlehem. There is a group of Christians in Bethlehem that see it as their life's work to protect the birthplace of Jesus. I find this interesting that uh, the birthplace of Jesus is deeply embedded in that Palestinian community, which absolutely hates Jesus, but they allow the small group of people to reside there and protect that so that tourists can come and see the birthplace of Jesus. And I would have to believe that today their lives are in grave danger. Just a few Christian people, and they told us they knew when they moved there that they might get raped, they might get beat up, and they said it has been everything they thought it was going to be. It is not a friendly place to live, but they consider that their mission to protect the birthplace of Jesus. And I think that we need to keep those people in our prayer because they are probably really some of the most at-risk people that could be there. Anyway, um, the reason I'm sharing all this is that for some time, I have been very, very concerned about our open border. Maybe not for the same reasons that most people are. But what happens here is that we've had a huge number of people coming in. And, and again, I have I have thousands of that's an exaggeration, but I have hundreds of pages of research on all this. I can give you number after number after number. 
But where I'm going with this is I'm very, very concerned that this open border leads to more human trafficking, whether it's sex trafficking or labor trafficking. So we've already seen, usually when I come out and speak and train organizations, I sometimes talk about the Trium case. And I'll just give you the Trium case to give you an example of what I mean. There were about, uh, I want to say, eight young men. They were about 14 to, to 16 years old. They came up from Guatemala. They had paid a coyote, which was a, a very attractive young lady, by the way. Most people don't realize that coyotes are often young girls. And uh, they had paid that coyote to get him in, and they got in. But she was arrested because she was pretending to be their their uh, relative, and of course she was not. And that is very typical of how this works at the border. But she was able to hand him off to another coyote while she was being arrested. And they went off and they thought they were going to have a life here in the U.S. They were all excited and like that. One of the things I want to share with you is just because people get to the U.S. and are on our soil does not make them safe. And our society has some sort of naivety going on in their thinking that everybody who walks around here is safe. And I'm going to divert a minute from my story and tell you that is just not true. Most of these people, their families back home, whether that is in China, whether it's in Guatemala, whether it's in Russia, the family usually paid the coyote money to get the person across the border. Now, you and I think, okay, you paid your death, you get to the border, they wave goodbye. They do not. This is organized crime. And they then start all over again saying that they will take you and put you in a stash house, a drop house. And uh, and we train about what those look like. And they will hold you until your family comes up with another five or $10,000, sometimes even more. And sometimes if they don't come up with it in time, it gets very brutal. They begin to, to harm the people in some of the most horrendous ways. And so... That is what often happens is that just because you get here and you think, now I'm free to go because I paid my debt. No, the reason they will hold you is they're trying to get more money. Well, what happened to these young men in my story were these uh, 14 to 16 year old boys. They were taken back to uh, back east and put on a chicken ranch, a remote chicken ranch where they would not be exposed to other people. And they were violated. They were held hostage. Their family, they wanted more money from their family. They were forced to work on this chicken ranch where they chopped the beaks off of chickens and and, uh, cleaned the chicken coops and did all kinds of horrendous work for which they did not get paid. And they were threatening if they did not make enough money to kill the one young man's uh, father. Now, somehow this kid got a phone And he was able to call an uncle in the U.S. and say, I'm being held and like that. I don't know how he got a phone. Usually the first thing they do is take everything from you. And uh, by the way, they sell that or they give it away or whatever, but they take it from you. 
And this young man was able to convince his uncle, who was able to then go to the sheriff department, who believes them. And I work, as many of you know, with the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. We're trained to believe them. And uh, in which case, eventually, it took almost two months. This was a major operation. This young man was one of many, many kids being held, being into forced labor before they could actually get rescued. Had he not called for help and had the had the uncle not asked for help, that young man would still be there. But my point is, is that they got here. That doesn't make them safe. That means they still owe more money. Now, you see people out selling flowers on the streets. I'd really like to know where all those flowers come from, by the way, because those are professional flowers somewhere in Southern California is one of these massive warehouses that every day cranks out all those flowers and gives them to all those people standing on a street corner selling those flowers. The reason that many of them doing that, I'm not going to say 100% of them, but many of them are trying to, they don't have any way they're here. They don't have any way to make money to pay back the coyote. So they are given that opportunity, if you will, to go out and make some money to pay back their debt. You'll also see that in retail theft rings. And that's one of the things that I wanted to bring up to you here. I've got a, I've got a, news release here. Uh, Let's see if I've got it right off the mat. If not, we'll get it at the break. That one of the things that you're starting to see are these retail theft rings are being used uh, by the Mexican cartels. And they put the migrants out there to go in and um, steal high value items. And then they will give those to the cartel and the cartel then puts them out on the on the hot market, you know, the black market. And people go into stalls or swap meets and they buy goods uh, that has been stolen. And that is another way that many of these kids and many of the adults are being used to pay back their coyote. So the fact that we have open borders has a ripple effect within our uh, nation, within our security. Not only are our borders not secure, Not only do we not know who's coming in, but it is increasing the crime that is taking place. For instance, the Trillium case where they're using young boys um, to work on chicken ranches. And that's not the only one. You'll often see them in illegal pot grows. Uh, You'll see them in other kinds of industry where they're being abused, where they're not being paid. And so it is child sex labor, excuse me, child uh, labor trafficking is what that is. And we are seeing that here across the nation with our kids. Uh, I see them the other day. I was uh, at a street corner and I saw a kid selling flowers and that kid couldn't be over 12 years old. And I'm saying not only is he too young to be working, who does he belong to? Who's controlling him? And then you look across the street and there's somebody else over there. And, uh, you know, they're not related. You know that this kid is uh, over here and we don't know quite where who they belong to, where they're going and how to protect them. And so anytime you have an open border, you are going to have a society that's going to see an increase in crime is exactly how it works. My name is Opal Singleton. We're up against that break. So be right back. 
Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. This is the most important book you will read this year, especially if you have children or grandchildren. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by internet, more than six billion people coming together. Technology will provide many great advantages for our kids, but a world without borders for our kids is also a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, cartels, and organized crime. It is a home without walls because 87% of the kids sleep with their phone. It is the greatest societal experiment of all time. Our kids are technology geniuses and their parents are technophobic. Some are techno impotent. New apps come with no warnings on how a predator will use them against our kids. Advancing technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and the dark net will challenge law enforcement, teachers, and parents to keep kids safe. Recent research states that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo and 58% will meet their predator. It is indeed a societal shift and one in which most parents are unprepared. If you are a parent or grandparent, teacher, counselor, or social worker, please take time to read Societal Shift. Only $18.99 plus $6 shipping. Order today at millionkids.org. That's millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S dot org. It'll be the greatest gift you can give your family and yourself. Order Societal Shift today. Million Kids takes checks and credit cards. Opal Singleton, the author, will personally sign the book and send it to you. Again, go to millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. Join Million Kids. Keep our kids safe from predators. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton. I want to thank each and every one of you that support our work. It's millionkids.org. We live at your mercy. We live at uh, and able to conduct the kind of work that we do. We actually get involved in rural cases. We had a a case recently where we were able to assist with a 14-year-old girl that had been that had gone online and she met someone and uh, she ran off with him. And two states later, um, she thought he was a bit older than her. He was quite a bit older than her. And uh, he brought her down here to California and we were able to locate her and assist in rescuing her. So, you know, it's the real deal. We deal with real cases. But one of the things I want to make sure you understand, I I, uh, didn't want you to just hear it from me. I want you to hear from someone who's researched this. This is an article from uh, July 24th, 2023, from the Washington Examiner. I want to give Anna Giotelli, um, she is the Homeland Security Reporter to let you know that there is some validity to this article. I don't know about you, but it gets harder and harder to do this research, you know, between all the ads and trying to find out who wrote it and what the purpose of writing it and the slant of it. But uh, I try to be very careful in my research. The headline in this is Mexican drug cartels are behind the surge in retail theft. Uh, goes on to say Mexican cartels are quietly expanding the global criminal empires to include mass theft operations targeting big box stores, luxury retail brands, and small businesses. Then they sell the stolen goods online and launder the profits through the Chinese brokers. Uh, if you're not aware, the Chinese cartels work with the Mexican cartels to do the money laundering, and it's a a fascinating study, and I often uh, uh, speak and report on that. 
They're saying uh, the cartels have facilitated the greatest ever human smuggling operation across the U.S.-Mexico border over the past two years. And at the same time, they've caused a fentanyl epidemic in America, which now has a hand in organized retail crime. So there's a multiple kinds of crime going on with just cr- bringing people in and crossing the border. And this is really what I hope people will see. You know, we, we all go, you know, what the heck is going on at our border and who's coming in? Where are they coming from? Yes, all of that is important. And it's often trying hard to nail that down. But it's also important to understand that just because the people got here, they're not safe. And the criminal activity does not stop. Now, I know a bunch of people that have come in without documentation. And the ones I know are really lovely people. They just wanted to be reunited with their family. They're hardworking. They support. They go to church. They pay their bills. And they're good people. I would prefer those same people came in where we would know who they are and where they're going. Because for every one of those, there's somebody out there we don't know. And we don't know what their uh, motive is. And in those cases, they may be good people, but they are being controlled by organized crime. It's a $70 billion business, okay? Organized retail crime, organized retail theft. 70 billion with a B. I want to make that clear. This is coming from the Department of Homeland Security uh, within ICE, okay? They announced that this week, and they are talking about the various um, types that's going on. In contrast to shoplifting or organized theft groups engage in large-scale theft where they rely on a team of boosters. I've done this research before. I train on this. They actually give the different uh, people categories and categorical names. The boosters steal the goods from the major retail store. The cleaners are the ones who disguise the origins of the stolen merchandise. In other words, they take away all the labels, the prices, and like that. And the fencers resell the product through brick-and-mortar fronts and major e-commerce websites and professional money launders who funnel illicit profits to criminals orchestrating schemes. Okay, this is all coming from Homeland Security. What I want you to see is this is taking place because they cross the border without documentation and they are being controlled by organized crime as they pay back their coyote. Now, one of the things I want to make really clear is if you talk to those people and offer them services, most of them will say, I have to do this or they're going to hurt my family back home. Not only can they, they will. And they will live stream it so that that individual can see that it actually happened. And it was their fault that they didn't come up with enough money. So Mexican cartels use brokers to funnel their profits from fentanyl back to Mexico. And that is including in there the money that they generate on retail uh, theft. So I'm not going to go deep into this article, but I just wanted you to see that this is the honest truth about what's happening So looking at it from a human trafficking standpoint, which is what Million Kids is all about, it's a global business. It's estimated to be about $150 around the world illicit profits. Now, that's all kinds of trafficking that they're talking about, labor, sex trafficking like that. 
but it's increasing massively. And a lot of this has to do with this global um, illegal migration that you're seeing around the world. This is not just taking place in the U.S. This is also taking, I just uh, was in London not too long ago. London has become absolutely a changed society. Uh, for every uh, local citizen, there's at least two other people there from other countries around the world. Many of them were smuggled in. So it's changing their economy, is changing their crime level, is changing their employment, and it's changing the complexity of how to be able to protect yourself as a country. And uh, uh, you're seeing a little bit of that in this Israeli thing. Uh, women and children are highly vulnerable to being smuggled and eventually trafficked. And they uh, cite a uh, organization here in Southern California. Uh, this month, more than, and this is, uh, who, who are they citing here? I think it's CAST uh, out of LA. They're saying that this month alone, and this was, no, this is being put up with the Heritage Foundation, uh, this month alone, this last month, over 5,882 unaccompanied minors crossed the border. That's an 80% increase over the number logged by the Trump administration in 2020. On average, 12,000 unaccompanied minors are entering the nation monthly, monthly, 12,000 a month in 2023. We had a case of unaccompanied minors that were being sold for sex right here in Colton, California. And uh, they were recruited by a grandmother uh, that ran a group of uh, massage parlors and skincare businesses throughout Southern California. This is called the Paredes family case. I can say that because it's been adjudicated. But in this case, they brought in a lot of young girls and put them into massage parlors and uh, face businesses and like that. And all the money, these girls are being forced into commercial sex. They're they're 14 years old. They think they're going to come up here and go to school and have a great time and get to live the life and like that. But they never saw school and they never got to keep any of the money they earned all night long. All that money is being used. It is truly trafficking. You know, we we have a tendency to think of Pretty Woman and uh, Julia Roberts, and that was a great movie, by the way. She did a great job. But that life has nothing to do with the life that these girls live when they were brought up here across the border and forced into commercial sex to be able to pay back the Mexican cartel. So this is changing the complexity of our society. The the complexion, let's say, of our society is also making it much more complex for what it's worth, but it's changing everything, you know, because this is taking place right here. And yeah, can we do everything we can to find them and to rescue them? Certainly we can. Can we do everything we can to educate? Yeah, that's what Million Kids does. And those of you that have known me have known that I've trained something like 700,000 people now. I'm getting old, but I've been doing this forever. But I'm training the trainer at this point. We need a lot more leaders to understand and to share this information with the public. You know, I think we all feel like our hands are tied, that there isn't a whole lot we can do. Well, certainly we can be kind to each other and we can pay attention and we can live and teach our children to get back to the basics of values. 
But we also need to do something to join forces to say, in light of what has happened in Israel, it is time for America to close their borders and re-implement a legal immigration system. I am not against immigration. I am against allowing bad people to cross our border because they're coming in such masses we can't figure out which ones are which. This is Opal Singleton's break time. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. I want to tell you about a book I wrote called Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's all about how predators access, groom, recruit, and exploit our young people using social media, online gaming, video chat rooms. Technology is changing at the speed of light, and we have to understand how to keep our kids safe from predators. So you can get this book by going to www.meandkids.org. It's $16, I'll sign it, and I'll ship it to you personally. We hope that you will order this book, educate yourself about how to keep our kids safe in this day of changing technology. Join us each Saturday for our radio show at Exploited Crimes and Technology at three o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Custom Service Systems, a proud supporter of Million Kids, is a family-owned and operated commercial cleaning company servicing the Inland Empire and surrounding areas since 1974. CSS takes pride in their ability to maintain the business facilities they serve and their long-lasting relationships with their valued clients. CSS provides a variety of cleaning systems customized to client needs, including deep cleaning and disinfectant to be COVID-19 compliant. From basic office cleaning to windows and floors, CSS will clean up your mess so you don't have to stress. Custom Service Systems cares about families and communities and wants to give back. Custom Service Systems are proud supporters of Million Kids to keep kids safe from predators. If you need the best cleaning services for your business or corporation, contact Custom Service Systems at cssclean.com. Again, cssclean.com or call 951-781-934. That's 951-781-9345. You will know you found the best. Custom Service Systems. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. Let me tell you about my friend Doris Anderson at Remax Realty in Upland. She is amazing. She's kind, she's patient, but she listens. And she's informed and she will help you with your real estate transaction in a way that works for you. Doris, in full disclosure, often supports the work of Million Kids because she cares about young people. But she knows how to analyze a market, how to market a property, and how to find just the right transaction for both buyers and sellers. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate or invest in income property, contact Doris Anderson at Remax Realty 951-733-8899. That's 951-733-8899. 951-733-8899. AM 590, the answer. 
Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton and we are talking about our open border. Well, in the course of doing all this research, and sometimes I over-research and it becomes difficult. I have so much information that I, I don't know quite which one to go after. But uh, this one is very, very concerning to me because we talk about the number of unaccompanied minors and those that are undocumented that are coming in and like that. And we uh, see, uh, you know, our officials, our administrator, our president stand there and go, no, this is not really happening and it's okay, and it's not as bad as you say and it's not serious and, you know, we've got it handled and we're within the the limits of our uh, of our strategy and it's all going exactly as we plan and we all just kind of shake our head. But along with that, there's something now going on that even though I study this stuff, I had not quite become aware of. And that is that now the uh, Border Patrol has started issuing a mobile application. Keep in mind, all of this um, undocumented, the coyote business, the smuggling business, Everything is based on technology, and you know these this um, these organized crime. They're they're getting all kind. They're getting billions between fentanyl and sex trafficking, and drug trafficking, and gun trafficking, and retail theft. Is literally they're getting billions, and so they're really ramping up their technology. And so all of the people that are involved in uh, working with the coyote usually have some sort of technology. Well, now the Border Patrol has issued a mobile application in there, and they have I don't know how they get this through. I, I don't know if the president has a single authority to do this or not. But what has happened is they started introducing in January 23, and uh, they schedule appointments so that you can be paroled if you're from certain countries. Now, their theory is, is that if you know you're going to be able to come in and be paroled, then you don't have to pay money to a coyote to get here. All you have to do is get here and then we will put you on parole so you're no longer illegal. And this is called the CBP-1 mobile application that you apply. It's This article here is written by, uh, I think it's the Heritage Foundation. I have to see here. And they're saying that in August, CBP Office of Field processed more than 45,000 individuals that had the appointment to get a parole. So they're no longer, even though they don't have documentation to come in, they're from a particular country, and so they can come in. They're saying we have introduced it in January, and through the end of August, nearly 263,000 people have successfully scheduled appointments at a port Using the CBP-1 application, the top nationalities who have scheduled appointments are Haitian, Mexican, and Venezuelan. They're transitioning to scheduling appointments from 14 days to 21 days in advance to allow them additional time to prepare and arrange travel to their requested port of entry so that they have it scheduled to come in and get inside the U.S., What was interesting to me is um, building upon a successful parole process established Venezuelans in October 22, the process uh, for nationals of Cuban, Haitian and Nicaragua announced by President Biden have significantly reduced irregular migration and denied smugglers the opportunity to exploit individuals 
who have instead benefited from the expansion of safe, orderly, and humane pathways. So what the Biden administration is quietly doing, at least I have not heard so much about it, is saying, you don't have to be illegal. You don't even have to apply to become a citizen. You just need to get this app and come in on your scheduled appointment, and we will parole you into the country. They're saying through the end of August 2023, there were 211,000 Cubans, Haitians and Nicaraguans and Venezuelans had arrived lawfully under the parole process. That So how does this happen without all of us understanding and voting on it and and our, our senators and legislators being aware of all this. I, that's what I don't quite understand. They're saying this number includes 45,000 Cubans, 71,000 Haitians, 32,000 Nicaraguans, 61,000 Venezuelans who arrived in the U.S., more than 47,000 Cubans, 84,000 Haitians, and 39,000 Nicaraguans have been vetted and authorized for travel. So they get this app. They apply instead of paying a coyote. The the government is saying, you know, they're safer because they're not paying a coyote. They're coming in. We're paroling them. But how do you enforce the parole for that many people? I mean, you know, my math is not cooking here, but that's over half a million people in a short period of time this year alone. Who is looking at their their ability to comply with the parole terms? And, you know, what if they're unaccompanied minors? Is this one of the things? Or are they minors? Or aren't they only adults? Where are these people going? How are we going to be sure that they show up again? Who are the people? And so quietly, they just changed the system at the border that says, look, we'll use apps. We'll make an appointment for you. We'll let you in. And then we'll watch and see how you behave. And it's just interesting to me that nobody's talking about this. Uh, it's, It's unfathomable to me that my nation, our country, has reached a point that is uh, so non-transparent, so, uh, you know, lacking in the old-fashioned concrete values, uh, standing by the truth, standing by um, uh, being able to trust each other and look at what is going on and transparency in your in your statements and transparency in your government. You know, my heart bleeds for the Israeli people. They really, really do. They're very sophisticated. Uh, They're in a unique situation, but they are surrounded by people who do not want them to survive. Quite frankly, the the U.S. is also putting itself in that situation, but we're not surrounded because we have open borders. In fact, it's porous all throughout our society at this point. And while most of these people are really good, hardworking people, how are we going to identify those that don't want good for us? It is a very complex situation. I My heart really bleeds for what's going on here. I have watched this border thing for three years. I, I understand that just because the people get here does not make them safe. And it is up to us. We assist anybody who's being exploited. Uh, we don't we don't really care about the status. But what I can tell you is 
that if you do not have the same documentation that society requires, it makes you vulnerable to exploitation. And it's that simple. So I really hope that the situation with Israel gets the world's attention and and really talks about the need for having a, a structured society with rules that that protect each other. Because when you break the rules, then you can't protect the people coming in and you cannot protect the people that are already here for anyone who comes in that has bad intent. And we're seeing that all over our nation. So I want to thank each and every one of you that listen to our show, that participate in this. You're welcome to contact me at opal at millionkids.org, opal at millionkids.org. I hope that you will support the show. I hope you will support it financially and in your prayers. Uh, We do the hard work. We have done it for a long time. It is what we choose to do. So we see the real cases. And it is very real right here in Southern California. But we also have strong law enforcement and district attorneys, and we have really great human trafficking task force. And everyone I know is absolutely committed to maintaining a a safe environment, whether you're a, a citizen or not, that we try to protect each other, look out for each other, and especially for those young people. Uh, that are in our lives. They're the leaders of the next generation. And we need to be able to protect them and and also have these hard discussions with them so that they know how to lead in the future. This is, while it's happening and we don't like it, we can say it is a learning time. It is a time when we can watch and observe and understand what is working and what isn't. In the meantime, I ask for your prayers for Israel and all the people of Israel, and especially those Christians in Palestine that are uh, serving to protect the birthplace of Christ. Uh, They are heavy on my heart today. I've been there. I've seen them. They're just some of the saints of the world. And I'd appreciate it if you would uh, talk to your family and and uh, talk about, have these discussions. Don't be afraid to have these discussions and explore each other's ideas. Listen to each other. And, and you know, you may not have to, uh, you may not agree with each other, but support each other. I would also ask you to take an extra time this week to put your arms around your family. Family is everything. Those spouses, those kids, they are absolutely worth their weight in gold. You folks have a great week, and I'll see you next Saturday at 3 o'clock on AM 590. This message is all about Million Kids, the organization that helps locate missing kids throughout Southern California and educates to keep kids safe from predators. Million Kids educates school administrators, teachers, parents, and teenagers how predators identify a potential victim and the methods they use to recruit innocent kids. BMW of Riverside is a proud supporter of Million Kids. Visit BMW of Riverside at the Adams Street exit off the 91 freeway or click bmwofriverside.com.